the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. lines are now open. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So you're listening to me, Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, much, much more. What's on your financial mind? Stocks are fluctuating on budget issues, there's some Italian uncertainties on if Mario Monti comes back, now if Mario Monti goes, will the new guy who comes in roll back what Mario Monti did? McDonald's posted a surprise monthly store sales gain in the United States. Google revenues in no tax Bermuda soared $10 billion. I think we all kind of agree that there's going to have to be higher taxes, but there's also going to have to be spending cuts in Medicare Medicaid. There's going to have to be. Those are the only way we can get to numbers where people feel like we're making some headwind, headway. To get your calls in there, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. FedEx is preparing for its busiest holiday. Speak English. FedEx is preparing for its busiest holiday shipping day ever. The SP 500 down one quarter of a point. The Nasdaq up seven. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 17. Ah, I still have to prep for television. This is killing me. U.S. Navy SEAL killed during Sunday's Afghanistan rescue mission. A special forces commander was killed during a mission in Afghanistan that succeeded in rescuing a kidnapped American doctor. The White House said today. President Barack Obama said that in carrying out the raid in the Eastern Afghanistan commander team, it's shown the selfless service that allows our nation to stay strong, safe, and free. I was on holiday and uh, a little bit surprised to see that play out the way it did. You know, when you see a doctor who has been held by the Taliban in Afghanistan walk away, you're kind of like, wow, how did that happen? But you're happy for it. Even as a serviceman dies, kind of understand that we do live in the greatest nation in the world. Joining me now, certified financial planner Chad Burton. He is with New Focus Financial. You can find them online at newfocusfinancial.com. One of the areas that I find to be intriguing, again, there's a lot of components that go into retirement. There's mortgages and investing, and there's insurance, and there's budgeting. Mortgages. Uh, 30-year versus 15-year, paying it off early, don't pay it off early. Let's talk about one of the greatest arguments that I've had in financial radio is I don't ever prepay a mortgage until I'm wealthy. What's your thoughts on that statement? Yeah, I mean, I agree. Your house is going to go up and down in value regardless of how much you put into it. And especially if you're buying in areas like the Bay Area where there could be an earthquake at any time, that type of level of risk, I want the bank in on it with me. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Because the worst thing that could happen to you is you could end up, uh, you know, walking away from that deal with really bad credit for a while. <laughs> so. And that's better than. Or a tax bill. If you know, right now, if uh, if you walk away, short sell a home on your primary mortgage, it's, it's not going to be taxable in the past. It has been. So. Something that people don't acknowledge is they, they look at a mortgage and the first four letters are mort. You know, it's it's death. It's not a positive word. And I think it's a, it's a fantastic word because. Where record rates were in, in low mortgage rates, that's heaven. Mm-hmm. You get to tax deduct some of your income off the interest. That's amazing. That's a huge benefit of a mortgage. Um, you get to write off the interest against your taxable income. That's that's nice. Again, maybe that'll last forever. Maybe it won't last forever. 
But a mortgage is a cheap cost of money, Chad. Yeah. It doesn't readjust for inflation. And a lot of what you talk about is crap that readjusts for inflation. Like $100,000 in cost will be 200000 because it's readjusted for inflation. Your mortgage, your payment, 3000 a month, 4000 a month, it's the same. It doesn't readjust for inflation. And if it did, it, it would be a horrible product, but it doesn't. Well, and let's talk about the 15-year for a minute because 2011 was kind of a year where I first started saying, hey, you know, you should probably look at a 15-year mortgage to right. some people. Absolutely run the numbers. Because you can you can sit there and you can take your 30-year, which might have, you know, 15 or 20 years left, refinance to a 15-year, possibly pay it off sooner. But, again, that's that's because it's already going to be paid off in a shorter period of time or you're used to that payment. Um, I consistently find in states like Oregon and California where I have clients – the people that go into retirement with a mortgage, which can still be a deduction on your state income tax return, okay, um, and the people that have long-term care insurance, which also can create tax deductions for you, they end up paying less in state income taxes. So as long as your mortgage is over 150, 180,000, but if your mortgage is under that, you're not really getting much of a bang for your buck anymore because right. the the mortgage interest deduction is so small, it's almost the same thing as if you just do what's called a standard deduction and you're not writing off your interest. So you know, if, if people right now your mortgage is only around two hundred thousand dollars, by all means get it paid off by the time you retire because it's not really going to be a tax deduction for you anyways. It's a pretty powerful tool. There's an investor named Mullenkamp. Do you remember Mullenkamp? Yeah. yeah. He wrote an article about mortgages back in the seventies, and, and the theory that he threw out there was uh, it's not your home that goes up or down in value; it's the value of the mortgage that goes up or down in value. And it's a concept that most people just don't get, but. I think it's genius, and it changes the way people approach real estate in my mind once you once you grasp that concept. Yeah, it's not the. I mean, it's the affordability of the, the affordability mortgage of the that mortgage. determines the price of the home, and so the affordability of the mortgage is run by two issues: interest rates and wage inflation. So it's not, you know, it, it, well, location can come into play a little bit too. But if interest rates are super high, even the location doesn't matter. So I'm not big on the whole uh, mortgage burning book at the end of the 30 years, like. Uh, my parents, they wanted to burn their mortgage book, you know, the, the coupons, the payments that they sent in. They'd have a mortgage-burning party. Mm-hmm. I think it's the most powerful tool on the planet. It, it even allows me to sell my real estate without selling it by taking out another mortgage against it. So I think it's it's unbelievably flexible, and it should be a word that inspires awe, not fear. Right, and there's a certain way to look at financial planning, and some people look at it, I want to maximize every dollar, and that's my number one goal. There's other people that look at it and say, this is, what I want money to do for me is to simplify my life and my family's life. So some people could say, I want my mortgage paid off because that's what makes me feel comfortable in retirement. It might not be the best use of each dollar, but it makes them feel comfortable. And there's a lot to be said for being as comfortable as possible and having as few payments in retirement. Some people, that's their main goal. And, and so don't be ashamed if your goal is to pay off your house. But um, just realize that it might not be the most maximum use of each dollar. Absolutely. And again, if you're poor, pay off your mortgage because you have a mortgage on a trailer and it's 18%. And if you're super wealthy, pay it off because it's an inconvenience to send in a mortgage payment. And everyone else should, should, should let it go. Just pay it on time is the, is the trick and the important thing. You're listening to me, Rob Black, with CFP Chad Burton. You can find Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. Already having starred in five brand ads for PepsiCo. Beyonce is now Pepsi's new $50 million brand campaign endorser, ambassador. I'm an ambassador for Maker's Mark. I drank a couple, talked about it on air, and they said, let's make him an ambassador. I know you're saying, whoa, you're an ambassador. Impressive. It's Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. So I last left off talking a little bit about Beyonce, and she's a brand ambassador. And know that investments are based off brands and products and management, execution, sales strategy, competition, and much, much more. Beyonce's already been in the brand commercials for Pepsi five-plus times. So she's going to do commercials for them, photo shoots. She's going to put her face on the cans. 
So this is Smart Business by the New York, um, by J.C. Penney's, not by J.C. Penney's, excuse me, by Pepsi. The whole branding issue is big business, and you cannot deny that. Brands like The Voice on NBC have changed NBC from the worst performing network to the top performing network. A one hit can turn a whole network around. Yes, NBC also has Sunday Night Football. But that powerhouse product was on the schedule last fall. The voice kicked them up a little bit higher. They've built their whole strategy around the voice. They wanted to use Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday to build momentum for the other shows in the the rest of the week. Show's executive producer, Mark Burnett. He's done it before with shows that he's produced. For him, it was a challenge to take Survivor to twice a season. They apprenticed twice a season. It's all worked out, all things considered. So understand that branding is critically important. Now, again, The Voice does occupy a singing genre already crowded with Fox's two entries, The X Factor and American Idol. The Voice will also run through a test when it returns in March with two new coaches. The singer Shakira and Usher replace Christina Aguilera and CeeLo Green. They're taken off a cycle. Blake Shelton and Adam Levine going to remain in the four-coach mix. So now that we're talking Brandon Pepsi and Brandon NBC, we can talk a little more Pepsi just to give you some concept of where this goes into business modeling. You know, consumers are seeking greater authenticity in marketing from the brands that they love. Pepsi's trying to say, here's who we are. We believe we are Beyonce. Coca-Cola last year spent $148 million in the United States to advertise their soft drink brands. $148 million in the United States to advertise. Don't we all know who Coca-Cola is? Yes, they're the soft drink my dad drank. And then came Michael Jackson and Pepsi. I so badly want to go to the Neverland Ranch. I don't know why. It's so far away from anything reasonable. Too far north of Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara, lovely city, by the way. But I so badly, badly want to go. I don't know why. They need to turn that into a museum, much like Graceland. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Graceland's just a skosh outside of Memphis. It's not that bad. You could go to Memphis. You could go down Beale Street. Searching for your true companion. My true companion. So you walk down Beale. I know you're saying, wasn't that a Grammy-winning album? The guy kind of went away and never came back. That's right. That's right. So brands, right? Elvis had... TCB lightning bolt, taking care of business in a flash. Coke had my dad's generation. Coke spends $148 million a year to get away from that, that association. Pepsi spent millions of dollars on Michael Jackson. Now they're spending $50 million on, on Beyonce because they want to identify that. Converse, Red Bull, Toyota, they've become as familiar in the music business as any label or concert promoter. They're helping paying and create and propagating the music these days. PepsiCo has been a part of the trend. They've got a green label sound, a label financed through its Mountain Dew drink. You know, Mountain Dew is kind of an under-the-radar ba- uh, drink, right? It's not quite mainstream. If you're drinking Mountain Dew, you're, you're kind of like probably under the age of 25. So there's two bands that promote Mountain Dew, Matt and Kim and Cool Kids. I like Matt and Kim. It makes me feel like I'm under the age of 25. I'm not under the age of 25. Now, if I went to one of their shows, would I drink Mountain Dew? No, because I'm not a, how shall we say, a monkey. I, I, I don't necessarily have to follow that trend, you know? You know, you know, you know, you know? With that said, I'll take a Mountain Dew on the rocks with a vodka twist on top. So music is becoming more of a brand to sodas. Soda's becoming more of an agent to music. 
you know, taking this one step further, again, we go back to NBC. Take it one step further, Apple. They're a very cool product. Sometimes the cool runs into, well, we've got to find something that's not quite as cool. So study brands, and I think you'll go a little further in life. I could be wrong, but I truly, truly think you'll go a little further in life if you start understanding uh, how different brands have different powers. Now, one thing that I'll throw out there, men, I want you to make your woman happy this holiday season. I do, I do. One of the ways you could do it is get her a gift during the holiday season. I don't want you to go bankrupt. I don't want you to go broke. I want you to set a limit on how much you're going to spend. I don't think most people can afford the holidays the way they spend during the holidays. There's some great gifts that cost under 50 bucks that are luxurious items, like the Tony Birch logo thong flip-flops. You're getting 40% off designer styles with Saks Fifth Avenue. That's awesome. Women adore Tory Burch. I know you're saying, how do you know this? Because I've got a feminine side that I'm in touch with. I took a bubble bath this weekend and lost myself. Calgon, take me away. Um, there's a designer bag, a tote bag, a Jacob's tote, 35 bucks. Jacob's by Mark Jacob's. Stylish, quirky sense of humor. The bag says, Jacobs by Mark Jacobs for Mark by Mark Jacobs in collaboration with Mark Jacobs for Mark by Mark Jacobs. That's funny. I know you're saying, not terribly funny. So I want you to live lux for less. Home decor and furniture designer Jonathan Adler, he's got a, a, a bevy of gifts under 50 bucks this year. If you want a list of gifts under 50 bucks that are luxurious items, please email me, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. He's got the cheeky squirrel match strike. It's a ceramic coffee cup that's pretty darn cool. I know you're saying, how can ceramic coffee cups be pretty darn cool? Well, if you haven't seen a designer, you know, uh, coffee cup, then you haven't lived. And women love the little things. They love their cups of coffee in the morning. Men, we like big things. We like our man cave. We like being loved. We like being appreciated. We like being made into heroes. So women buy us swords and shields and Viking helmets. Oh! And we will get you the Kate Spade polka dot thermos. Only $35. Who wouldn't want a little Godiva hot cocoa? So again, you don't have to spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars to give luxury. Or a luxe gift. You know, another one, the Jason Wu Orchard Rain Candle. I know you're saying, I could just buy me a candle at CVS. Trust me. You buy a Jason Wu Orchard Rain Candle... You're going to be loved tonight. You're going to be appreciated. Jason Wu, very young designer. Women all over the world took notice when Michelle Obama danced the night away in a feminine and flattering one-shoulder design he created just for her. I know you're saying, please, dear God, tell me this isn't a $50 candle. Now, it's a $48 candle. With taxes, it's a $50 candle. But it's a cool candle. And Jason Woo, make your women woo over you. No boo-hoo, just woo. How about designer Band-Aids? You know, let's say you're dating a cutter. No, I won't go there. Let's say you're dating someone who's got a boo-boo. Who wants a Band-Aid brand? No one. But Band-Aid has hired Cynthia Rowley. A woman has made a name for herself by giving women the unexpected. And here's an unexpected. For just $4, a perfect stocking stuffer. Cynthia Rowley, Band-Aids. Tired of the woman stealing your boxers? Buy her her own Burberry. Burberry brand of boxers. It's a luxury brand expertly designed with modern flair. It's perfectly right for fashion lovers of any age. 45 bucks. If you want a list of some luxurious, serious items for under 50 bucks, email me. You want your woman to do the, the dishes? Not a problem. You want your woman to do the dishes and dry them by hand with the Giacomo hand towel. Only 24 bucks available at Ron Robinson. 
It's a zigzag Missoni. It's a colorful pattern that should complement any decor. You could put it in your bathroom because it has every fracking color on it. You could put it in your kitchen. Lux for less. Learn that phrase. And, you know, honestly, if you don't like any of the ideas that I'm throwing at you, guys, you, you don't have to spend four, five, six dollars $600 to impress a woman. Women like the little things. Diane Van Fostenberg. DVF Decal Coasters. You know, you can buy them at Bloomingdale's. Set of four for 25 bucks. Designed coasters. Luxurious coasters. I, myself, like the Fierce Animal Set. It's an animal garden set. It simply roars, Diane von Fostenberg. I know you're saying, oh my, what happened to you this weekend? Did you bump your head? I might have. I might have. Email me, Rob, at robblack.com if you want a copy of some ideas for you ladies. Luxurious for less. Don't go broke at the holidays. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. AM 1220. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. And iHeart Radio Station. I think I'm strangely pleased and happy with this story. Tell me, am I off base? Am I mean? Am I cruel? The story may not end well. It may end in death. It may end in dismemberment. But strangely, I like the story. Work with me on this. Kamini Okajono. The 83-year-old mother of Nigerian finance minister, Dr. Okononjo Iwale, was abducted from her home on Sunday by a gang of armed men. You've probably received an email that says something along the lines of, The the Nigerian finance minister has found $683 million in your name. All you need to do is send your name, social security card, and credit card number with a small deposit of $20 so I can wire the money to you. The finance minister is a respected economist in her own right. She previously served as the managing director of the world and was on the short list to lead the agency, which eventually was awarded to Jim Yong Kim. She was working extensively to establish transparency in Nigeria, particularly in regards to fuel subsidies received by importers. So Kamini Okunjo is the mother of the finance minister, who happens to be a woman. Now, the traditional ruler of the oil-rich Delta state happens to be the the finance minister's husband. BBC correspondent Will Ross reports that kidnappings are so common in that country that they rarely make the front page news, but an increasing number of businessmen and academics have been victims. There's a couple things that I'm really adamant about. A, don't fall prey to email scams from Nigerian finance ministers. Who are those people that do that? It's more than one. And B, I just I, I can't caution enough how, how fragile your life is and how you, I wouldn't go way out of your way to take risks. Be cautious. Be smart. How many people fall prey to email scam? I know one person who did send money because their friend was trapped in Europe and had their passport stolen, sent $2,000 and lost it all. I know one person. So there's a lot of databases out there that have your name, your address, your phone number in it, your email. So be smart with your personal information. Anytime you have to sign a form, oh, be smart. Take your time opening emails. Keep up with malware scanning software. I assure you it's the last thing in the world. If you receive an email from your financial institution regarding your account, ask you to log in. Know that if someone has gotten access to that stolen database, they could be connecting to you and making it look pretty darn credible. And we've heard about major banks having their, their information stolen, even if they're just getting the emails and not necessarily your account information. An email to you asking for an update on your account information could be what, what triggers it. 
earlier in the show, I was talking kind of out of my, off my cuff, talking about Elvis. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, in Memphis, and I talked, I threw out the line, I'm walking down Beale Street, searching for my true companion. Horribly schmaltzy song, right? Just go Google True Companion. You'll track with me on this one. Walking into Memphis. This is the last song on the album by a guy named Mark Cohn. Just a crooner. He had been at a show, seen a concert. Suzanne Vega. He's driving home. He got carjacked. Took a bullet in the head. Didn't penetrate his skull. Anyone ever asks you for your car, get out of your car. Just give it to them. The car is replaceable. Good golly, people. FedEx is prepping for its busiest holiday shipping day ever. That's kind of nice. I like FedEx as a long-term patient investment. Why? Because they make money where the United States Post Office doesn't. Would I buy it today? I think we're looking at a slowdown in Europe. I think we're looking at fiscal cliff issues in the United States where if the GOP lets us go over the fiscal cliff and or doesn't at least make it look like they're doing everything not to, they can become the modern-day Whig party. So pay attention, people. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on. So would I buy FedEx for 10 years? I would because I think people are going to be shipping stuff for 10 years. I'm not quite so sure that we go to an economy of no electricity, bows and arrows and swords. I'm in no rush to buy FedEx. I can find a lot better ideas out there right now. But is it a good company? I, it, it's a very good company. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. FedEx elaborate shipping and delivery system is, to me, more technology than a lot of technology companies. The fact that they can get 19 million packages moving through the system is insane. If you call us in the air, it's 800-516-1220. You can find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. You can find me on Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. You can find me, find me. Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. Twitter, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show. You can find me on Cron 4 News at 6.45 and 9.15 in the mornings, as well as 5.45 in the afternoons. You can find me here every day from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. If you miss a show, go to kdow.biz, kdow.biz, and grab a copy of the podcast. podcast is there and or at iTunes under Rob Black and your money. So taking a quick look at the market numbers today. We have a market that is up. SP 500 up 2, NASDAQ up 16, the Dow up 31. Fact. I've never seen rates this low since I started Lennox Financial over 13 years ago. But we all know they will be going up soon. Don't miss out on this historic option's worth. We may be able to refinance you. It's easy. Get $10 back in rewards and $4 back for it. Good automotive maintenance is important for the long. Welcome in, Rob Black. Your money, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. Anything that you want to talk about on this show, we're more than welcome to do. We can talk about, I'm going to have a webinar coming up with New Focus Financial, talking about retirement issues later this week. You can sign up for that at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. A webinar basically allows me to work from home. It basically allows me to get you thinking about retirement issues at your time frame. If you can't make the webinar on Thursday evening, you can always get a copy of it later. Newfocusfinancial.com. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. We could talk about gas prices dropping 10 cents over the past three weeks. Here's what I do, and I do it well. When gas prices drop 10 cents over three weeks, it's a plus. When gas prices drop 10 cents over three weeks, it's a minus. On one hand, I love it. On the other hand, I don't. I wish I had one hand. It's a plus and minus in large part because when you're paying 4 bucks at the pump instead of 390 
you got a little less money in your pocket, especially if you're driving an SUV or a truck. You with me on that? Or are you against me? You got to choose a side. This is a war. It's classic man versus man, man versus woman, man versus chipmunk. You have to choose a side in the battle of good versus evil. HP. Oh, wait, wait. Let me finish my gas thought. Okay. So my gas thought is this one. If we're paying more at the pump, we've got less in our pocket. If we're paying less at the pump, we've got more in our pocket. We spend whatever's in our pocket. Are you with me? Elsewhere out there, HP jumps on rumors that Carl... Oh, wait, wait, one more thought. If gas prices are dropping, maybe that's telling you the world economy is expected to slow. The world economy is slowing. That's not a good thing. I can't put it to you in any other way than saying that's probably not a good thing. For instance, here's another story. That you can take both sides of it. HP is jumping on rumors today that Carl Icahn is buying shares. And when he typically buys shares, he's saying, shares of this company are so low, I'm buying it now, and then I'm going to go into CEO I'm going to say, look, I'm your boss because I own 10% of the company. You'll do what I tell you do. I know you're saying, he sounds strange like Dr. Phil. Weird. Because I kind of agree with you. So... Consumer advocate is a plus and a minus. For someone to go in there and say, you know, things are so cheap that I'm going to tell you how to do your job, it's telling you that Meg Whitman maybe doesn't have control of that company in the future. I know you're saying, I don't like Meg. She looks like the Pillsbury Dough Lady. She's kind of pasty, isn't she? Then again, I'm kind of pasty. So some other stories in the news day, FedEx busiest day ever, 200 packages a second. I love the FedEx man, because he only brings me good things. So when I see the FedEx man, I'm like, hi, Mr. FedEx man, come on in. You want some hot cocoa for my curd coffee maker? Because I'm thinking of bringing me my Starbucks coffee maker, and I can throw it away after I give you this cup, because one of my loyal listeners is buying me a Starbucks coffee maker, because I no longer will serve single-serve coffee in a curd coffee maker, because one of my loyal listeners has stepped up to the plate and taken care of daddy. And FedEx man goes, nope, just dog food. That's what I love about the FedEx man, is I can get dog food sent to me, or I can get coffee machine sent to me. If I never, ever had to go into a store again, I'd be pretty happy. I went into a store last night. It's actually pretty funny. The girl checking me out. She goes, how was your weekend? I go, it was a rough weekend. It was a rough, rough weekend. Time in Santa Barbara, hot tub, cigar. It was, it was brutal. Don't ask me about it. And I said to her, uh, I said, how was your weekend? She goes, I'm nervous. I'm studying for the driver's test. I said, just, just here. Here's the trick. Bring a big bag of mar- bring a big bag of medicinal marijuana. Bring six pack of empty beer cans. Bring a blindfold. Just make the guy laugh. Like say, sorry, I'm having a tough day. So she started laughing at that. And anyway, long story short, if I never had to go in a store again, I'd be totally happy. Although I'd miss cute interactions like that. Bring some um, airplane mate, uh, glue, airplane model, model airplane glue. And say, I guess I picked a bad day to give up glue sniffing. When you're going for your permit at DMV, make it funny. Relax. Please don't take investment advice. No, no, no. Please take investment advice from Rob Black. Do not take car driving advice from Rob Black. The DMV will not find it funny if you do any of those things. Don't bring model airplane glue. Don't bring an empty six-pack. Don't bring weed. Don't bring anything wrong. But I really don't want to interact with people anymore. That's what I love about FedEx. That's what I love about UPS. UPS used to be more of a a shipping company, and now they're turning into more of a plane company. FedEx used to be more of a plane company that's becoming a shipping company. You see what's happening? Because if you do, let me know. Because I have no clue what's happening.
NBC has ridden the voice from the worst network to first place. And they're running around going, we are number one. We are number one. CBS is going, we are number one with people over 60. Advertisers want people 18 to 35. Maybe 18 to 25 is even better because they don't care about the economy. They don't care about the fiscal cliff. When I was in high school, do you think I I cared about Reaganomics and bringing your lunchbox to school and the trickle-down effect? Do you think I even knew what any of that meant? Tip O'Neill? I had no clue. I know you're saying, who's Reagan? He once was in a TV show with a monkey. That's all you need to know. The Starbucks Steel gift card selling on eBay for $1,000. It cost $400. It cost $400, and it's selling for no no doo-doo. $1,000. Americans are paying $1,000 for something with a $400 cash value. And that's why I love Starbucks. I kind of like eBay. But in the world of investing, I can only make so many choices. Into the Darwinian wood chipper for you, ye who bids on Starbucks Steel gift card for $1,000. Okay, so maybe it'll have some memorabilia value. Maybe it'll have something for it, right? Maybe I'm missing it here. Maybe I'm just being too obvious. What else is out there today? McDonald's, same store sales rebound? No, no doubt. Listen to this. Listen to this. Is it, was it the McRib? No, 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 no. Not the delicious McRib, which is really disgusting. Have you ever studied how it's actually made? That's to say, no part not used. No part not used. Well, I guess if you're going to kill a, a pig, you might as well use all the parts, right? Nope, because someone will eat it at McDonald's is the way I look at it. I'd like a hoof burger and a, and a, and a tail McSandwich, a McTail sandwich, please. A hoof. Okay, so anyway, McDonald's did really well on the cheddar bacon onion burger. They keep coming up with a new product. They're actually an innovator. I know you're saying, really? They are. I know. Take a look at the market numbers. Gas dropping 10 cents over the last three weeks. HP shares were up on rumors. Carl Icahn's jumping in. SP 2, the NASDAQ up 17, the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 30. You're Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. To Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, and much, much more. Medicare, Medicaid, Medi-Cal, Social Security. My guess is that when we're looking at the fiscal cliff, these are all sacred cows that no one wants to touch. The home tax deduction on the interest that you pay, no one wants to touch. But that's $100 billion a year that we're giving homeowners. I think that's ridiculous. I think that's silly. I think it's stupid. I think it's wrong. Yeah, I think it helps the economy. I think it, it helps the wealthy. I think it helps the – whatever you call the wealthy. We're just going to say I think it helps the wealthy. I think it helps people get into houses that maybe they shouldn't afford. Maybe people should – what's wrong with renting? Let's kill that shame. Okay, I got a little belly fat. I'm going to take my shirt off and dance around naked just so you feel comfortable. Like, get comfortable that you don't have to own a home. If you can't afford it, you can't afford it. Californians benefit enormously from the mortgage tax deduction on interest because our homes are more expensive. We pay more interest. The people in Alabama living in a $40,000 single-family home, they don't get that good of a deduction. The people who are renting don't get it. So some holy cows, some sacred cows, holy cow, sacred cow, are going to have to get taken out. And I think that's what we're going to see in mid-January, late January. The wealthy are going to pay more taxes. I think you're going to see Obama instantly try to do, turn around and do a tax cut for the middle class. And that could just be because they're going to raise the... Uh, you know, how much uh, comes out of your, your paycheck. I think you're going to see it, it, it reverted back or cut in half or something. Anyhow, let's take a quick look at the market numbers. we got the SP 500 up to the NASDAQ up 16, the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 31. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. He's on the show on a regular basis. You can always find him at newfocusfinancial.com. 
a lot of people want to hire CFPs, and I know one of the questions that you ask is, how much money do you have in stocks, bonds, what's your house worth, how much income do you have, how much income will you need in retirement? But one of the lines in your forms is, how much do you have in stock options? In the Bay Area, a lot of people are wealthy on stock options. Let's talk a little bit about planning with stock options. Well, yeah, stock options are, you know, have been a historically a pretty successful way to build wealth in the Bay Area, but they're one of the hardest things to plan for. And you have so many different, there's, there's restricted stock options or RSUs. They're just grants that vest over time. Um, there's incentive stock options and non-qualified stock options. And the first step when it comes to stock options is, is teaching a person to treat them as income. Because really all they are is the company can't afford to pay you what they think you're worth necessarily. They want you to work harder so that you have future benefit in the company's share appreciation. So you've got to learn to treat your stock options as, as income. Don't treat it as a nest egg. Don't treat it as a home run. Don't treat it as anything but, like you said, you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket in retirement. Therefore, you have to diversify out of your stock options because they are income. Yeah, and, and especially you know if you're younger and you you get up to ten to fifteen percent of your net worth in these leveraged options and they don't expire for a long period of time and you think the company's doing extremely well, then fine. But even after that, there there comes a point where you've got to make the decision that as the option ages, the leverage drops and the downside risk is higher than the upside risk. And so really what, what we do is keep a spreadsheet that shows, you know, here's the value of the stock, here's the strike price on the option, and any time that difference will still net you an 8 to 10% rate of return even after you pay Uncle Sam, that's when you know the trigger points are starting to hit and you should start diversifying. So if you're in your 50s, you need to, you know, start getting to the point where less than 5 to 10% of your portfolio is in your company options. Um, and that number is a little lower in your 30s. You could do 15% if you're really super aggressive because you've got time to, to deal with the fact of, you know, if the company goes upside down and your options are worthless, you've got time to make that up. And the way to look at it is your company, they already pay for your house, your car. They're already such a big portion of your, your income and your, your light daily costs that you can't have all your eggs in that one basket because sometimes companies do fail. Uh, WorldCom comes to mind, Enron comes to mind, so be careful on stock options. Well, yeah, and, and then also we're starting to see incentive stock options being granted again. Um, that's one of those, we saw a lot of those in 1998, 1999, where people exercise them, and the idea with incentive stock options, if, you, if they've longer than two years from grant or one year since you've exercised them, if you exercise and hold them, you can eventually get qualified for capital gains treatment. But they're subject to AMT, so what happens is people... If they exercise too late in the year and they try to hold them, they could exercise late in one year, owe a huge AMT tax, and the company fails the next year, and you can't go bankrupt with Uncle Sam. You just can't. Um, so if you're doing incentive stock options, you've really got to plan very carefully for those, run a lot of models, realize the AMT tax, and if you're going to exercise and hold them, you've got to do it real early in the year, like the first few weeks of January, so you have a whole year to be able to avoid the AMT um, by selling them early. It helps having a financial planner run the scenario for you or your own accountant run some scenarios you, for you. you got to have both. Okay. I mean, because to run those different scenarios, you need the you know pretty extensive tax software. And so the financial planner can come up with the strategies and the what-if scenarios, and then you have the CPA or the enrolled agent run it through the models based on all the other issues, which is you know how much property taxes you pay can also throw you into AMT, how many other deductions can throw you into AMT. There's, there's, there's a lot of issues. Managing your tax load is just as important as managing your insurance and your investments. Uh, anything else that we need to know about stock options? Well, then it kind of goes into ESPPs, which is the same deal. Um, the taxation is a little bit different, but what I tell people is if, again, they're, they're over 10% in their, their company stock and they're still buying the ESPPs for the discount, which makes sense financially in most, in most good companies, um, once those are two years old, make sure you have a plan once they reach that two-year period, which is the qualifying date for most plans, they're 18 months to two years, start selling those systematically and reinvesting them into something else. And again, 2012, capital gains tax 15%. 2013, 20% or higher. Right. So the tax laws change on a regular basis. People need to be aware of that. Right. Especially uh, you know, when you're sitting on a large sum of money. It's funny. I used to think of stock options as... That person's sexy because you got stock options. Mm -hmm. The early 2000s and 90s were very good to say that you had stock options. Lots of option grants and free BMWs back then. Absolutely. A lot of people would convert and go and splurge on a car, which is something you should avoid doing because cars are depreciating assets. Uh, any final thoughts? 
Uh, no, just the idea of treating it as income and, and don't be afraid of taxes. Taxes are going to be there if it's a success, successful situation. So um, you pay taxes when you have success, and you just have to plan to pay the least amount of taxes but still keep the most amount of your net worth. I would argue that the estate tax is not success. <laughs> the estate? You die, you owe tax. But then again, you were successful in your life, so I see what you're saying. That's Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. Big story this morning out on Instagram versus Twitter. When you go to Twitter, you no longer will be able to see Instagram photos. This is basically like having ESP run for free on regular television or on the Internet. Uh, ESPN gets a lot of money from the cable companies. They're not just going to give it away for free. Instagram is owned by Facebook. You can see where the issue now comes with Twitter and eyeballs and photos and going forward. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. It's a no-brainer. Staples. That was easy. Get $10 back in rewards and $4 back for every ink cartridge you recycle up to 10 cartridges in a month. And 12, 15, 12, all for valid on $50 HP ink purchase in one transaction only. Details at staplesrewards.com. Savvy investors know where to find the best possible investment advice. And according to the financial experts at U.S. News & World Report, one of the best podcasts is locally grown. AM 1220 KDOW is home for Rob Black and your money. Weekday mornings at 7. Now you can take Rob Black with you in your car, on your computer, or on your smartphone with the Rob Black Daily Podcast. Ranked one of the top 10 financial podcasts by U.S. News & World Report. Find it on iTunes or at robblack.com. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. That's probably my number one goal on the show on a lot of levels. Can't say it's the number one goal, but you get the idea. Uh, my thought is, let's get you to retirement. I don't think retirement's going to be all that sexy and all that fun for people. And I, I kind of wish that it was. I want you to do everything you can to save as much as you can. Because Social Security is not going to be what you think it is. I want you to enjoy life. Uh, one of my goals this year in 2013 is to hit Basically, every city in California that I haven't hit so far that I want to hit. You know, the Tahoe's been there, done it. Haven't seen Big Sur. Haven't seen, you know, a lot of the, the gorgeous interior, the mountainous regions, the skiing areas that aren't Tahoe. I'd like to. So... Everyone had said Santa Barbara's cute, so I went and checked out Santa Barbara. Spent some time with some family. I've got my father who passed away. His sister is one of the last relatives on his blood side that I have to hunt down and get to. It's kind of how I roll. I hope that's how you roll. Instead of staying in and watching TV, you know... Michael Dell said something recently where he said, Facebook is just for those of us who don't want to watch TV and those of us who don't want to read. It's a time killer. You know what reading and, and television is? It's a time killer for those of us who don't want to live. The last thing I want to do is be on my deathbed and go, you know what? I wish I had seen Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara's pretty darn awesome. As a place to retire, I don't know if I want to live there. But I'm starting to think that way. Where do I want to retire? Who do I want to retire with? What does that look like? Do I want to play bunko? Do I want to play bingo? Do I want to you know, just be by myself? I don't quite have the right answer for you. I'm thinking about it, though, right? I think that's important. It helps to start you know, having goals 
in your life. I'm beyond having the goal that I want to have money today. I got money today. I'm now setting my goals up for what's my future look like. When can I retire? Do I have to work till the day I die? There's no shame in working till the day you die. If that's your thing, it's not my thing. So Facebook is looking to catch up to LinkedIn. Facebook is playing some poker with Twitter. Facebook stories are out there today or this weekend, or whenever you heard about it recently. LinkedIn stock has been a winner. Facebook's been a dud, all things considered. Facebook is the undeniable leader in helping friends connect with friends. LinkedIn is the undeniable leader in helping friends connect with jobs. Both are headquartered in Silicon Valley. Both also are relatively market infants, issuing stocks in 2011 and 2012, respectively. When it comes to investment performance, the two couldn't be any different. LinkedIn has been an investor's dream come true. I like LinkedIn because they're targeting – it's a target that you can sell advertising into. It's a target that you can sell relationships. It's a target that, can, that works on a subscription model. Facebook, I want to see me my ex-girlfriend. Facebook's a time killer. I want to go grow me some, some vegetables in my – Virtual garden. Go grow vegetables in your real garden. Facebook has been an investor's nightmare. LinkedIn's done it right. So the two are going to butt heads at some point in time. Facebook's revenues grew at a brisk 36% pace over the first nine months of the year. But that's a far cry from the 87% growth in 2011. LinkedIn has been showing blistering growth. If you put a gun in my head and said own one for the next five years, I'm owning LinkedIn. If you were to put a gun in my head and say own one for the next ten years, probably be Facebook. But I'm impressed with LinkedIn's management. I think they're in the relatively early stage of mining the vast great potential of a revenue stream. It trades at 85 times earnings. I am not recommending you go out and buy it today. If you do... Your goal should be to own it next year, the year after, the year after, and buy more of it to scale into it. Facebook gets 86% of its revenue from sales from advertising, with the rest coming from partners who share revenue. Facebook's ad revenue has increased by one-third in the first nine months of 2012. General Motors pulled a $10 million account with Facebook right before its IPO. I guess what I'm trying to get at here with this segment is that you've got to compare stocks. I love Visa. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. I'd compare it to MasterCard before I bought more. I'm not stupid. How are they doing internationally? How are they doing domestically? How, how are their profit margins? How is one different than the other? you got to ask these questions. Otherwise, I think you're just like, I'm just going to buy whatever, and I hope for the best. It's not a good way to go. you got to think about these things. you got to plot these things. you got to compare these things. Some other stories of note. Apple's going to release an iPhone 5S in June. That's a break from its pattern that it's established over the last two years. Basically, Walter Meisick, he's an analyst. He says the iPhone 5S has a new Super HD camera screen, a better battery, near-field communications. He's predicting it comes in six to eight colors. Uh-oh, the old six to eight color angle. The iPod Touch comes in a bunch of colors. The iPhone 4S and the iPhone 5 were released September, October. Why flip back to the mid-year? Because Apple would speed up its release cycle. Apple needs to speed up its release cycle because there's a new Google phone coming out, seems like, every other day. Thus, if you uh, speed up your cycle, maybe you add colors. You're able to add a little bit of technology here and there. You're able to add software updates here and there. Apple sales dipped significantly in the two quarters before the launch of the new iPhone. Consumers held off because they knew a new phone was coming. Apple wants to avoid loading all of its sales into one half of the year. 
A lot of talk this weekend about an Apple TV product. I own shares of Apple. I should mention that. A lot of people believe that the ITV is in full production. It'll be a software for a set-top box. They're developing a full-blown TV. When will it go on sale? When it's right. So there's a company, JDS Uniphase, has said that a non-gaming customer has asked for its gesture control modules, indicating this is a new living room-based customer. Now, Apple doesn't have the deals with the cable companies lined up. Cable companies are fighting this one hard, the media companies. They saw what happened in the music industry. They don't want that to be them. Can't blame them. Can you? I think the music industry got punched in the the belly pretty hard. Now, there's some winners there. There's no doubt about it. One more announcement on Apple. One analyst cut his price target from 900 to 800. He rates stock a buy. He says Apple's growth is going to slow to just 20% by 2014, but he's calling for 40 to 50% growth until then. That's pretty amazing. This is a pretty cheap stock if it gets any growth at all because companies like Intel and Microsoft aren't getting growth with a higher valuation attached to them. iPhone sales in developed markets will slow as those markets hit saturation points. Apple doesn't really have a plan to attack developing markets. One area that they can attack developing markets is a much cheaper phone. So smartphones are starting to get penetrated pretty heavily. Just like PCs got saturated. You know, one of the things that I was talking about recently, uh, if you have a kid today, there's a chance they'll never drive a car. Google's logging millions of miles in, in cars that drive themselves. Because Google knows the next thing, it ain't the PC, no. It ain't the laptop, no. Is it the smartphone? No. Surprise, right? Is it the tablet? Ah, ah. Those are so now, but in 5, 10, 15 years from now, we're talking about things that attach to our head, like glasses, things that attach to our clothes, more watch-oriented features, but the car, it's going to be huge. And if Apple can get the software, no, no, not Apple, I'm sorry. If Google can get the software that's in your car, that drives you around, no more death driver, none. No more teenager killing you. If Google can get in that software, the big next wave of text could be the cars and devices that are, that are non, like the phone's going to look stupid down the road. I think the tablet's got a little bit of legs left in it. I think the phone's got a lot of legs left in it. I'm not saying get out. Get out! Run! But the TV, no doubt about it. Americans love their big TVs. I want a TV so big that I could be buried in it. Are you with me? Americans love size. Size matters in the living room. TV, car, and something wearable. Devices that you have to throw in your purse or your pocket? Eh. Get your calls in there. It's 800-516-1220. i got a webinar coming up this Thursday night, Wealth Preservation. It's going to be a retirement planning one. It's a webinar. You can learn more at newfocusfinancial.com under webinars. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. This Bay Area. Cartridges. It's a no-brainer. Metals on China data from blooming 10.1%. Room 1.62%. Gold up. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Euro, tra- Euro Trash Girl. Band was known as Cracker. I've actually seen them in concert. I'm embarrassed to say that. I don't know what else to say about that other than Euro Trash Girl. Cracker was an American alt band. Always funny now to refer to bands as alt bands. Euro Trash Girl, 
one of their big hits. Camper Van Beethoven. Who would name their kid Camper Van? No, no, no. It was a group. So, um, lead singer, though, still around. Dave Lowry. So let's give him, what, a 22-year career? That's a pretty good career. Some stories to talk about today. Let's take a look at the markets. We've got the SP 500 higher, the NASDAQ higher, the Dow higher. All by NASDAQ up one half of a percent, Dow's up one quarter of a percent. HP shares are rising on activist rumors. People are still talking about the 40% chance of a cliff deal. I think the Republicans would be, they're just not well positioned in this argument. You know, sometimes you walk into an argument and you, you've got a great position. Sometimes you just got nothing. Obama wisely said, who can I piss off the least? Well, let's, let's go after the 98%. And let's, let's upset the two, top 2%, because everyone will kind of agree with that statement. Some big stories out there today that we need to talk about. Goldman Sachs' top economist explained the world's most important chart. In his call for the U.S. economy, Goldman Sachs' top economist is important to you. Why? He's not. He's important to his brokers. Now, his brokers are important to you. Why? Because their brokers have clients, and their clients will sometimes pick up the phone and do as they say. Their mutual funds that they oversee and give advice to will sometimes do what he says. He says the U.S. will see a real growth acceleration in the second half of 2013. Well, that's certainly nice to hear. That's better than a stick in the eye, right? Oh, back to the Euro trash girl. I have no clue why the Euro is doing as well as it's doing. It shouldn't be. But the Goldman Sachs analyst, economist, called for an economic downturn. He got pillared in 2007 by Ben Stein for saying the housing was going down and that economic ramifications would be significant. I think Ben Stein's financial acumen is none, zero, zip, zilch. So Ben Stein ripped Goldman Sachs economist John Hodges for being bearish on housing. And all you need to do is go back and just remember history. So he actually put it in one of his books. Anyway, I'm not one of those rumor-mongering, gossip-worried kind of person. But to me, Ben Stein's the perma-optimist. And it's okay on occasion to break from people and say, you know what? I think this still has more downside. And it's fine as long as you base it on something. To me, I just want people to think. I want people to only invest in what they can basically understand. I see way too many people get into way too much trouble investing in things that they shouldn't. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Let's flash through some other stories of note out there today. Stocks rise today on China data. China's going to be a, a positive in 2013, and if the United States ultimately gets something done, they're going to be positive. Now, McDonald's in the last couple of months when the stock was falling, I said, I like bad news to buy great stocks. Ba-da-da-da-da, I'm loving it. And they came out with great numbers. And China's helping out. The world's not going to heck in a handbasket. If a fiscal cliff happens, we're not going to heck in a handbasket. We will survive. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da
If your kid comes home and says, I'm going to Nigeria to, to help out, I'd be very cautious. So Allen Iverson went broke. He made $150 million in his career. Divorce proceedings. A man drowning in debt. He still earns $750,000 a year. He's bleeding an estimated $360,000 a month. About a third of his debts owed to creditors. His bank account was seized last year. $860,000 that he owed to a jeweler. He spends a lot of money on clothes. $10,000 a month on clothes. $10,000 a month on groceries. $1,000 a month on dry cleaning. $5,000 a month on entertainment. $5,000 a month on restaurants. So that brings up a lot of things like Dry cleaning costs money. His $4.5 million Atlanta mansion is in foreclosure. $150 million, and he blows it all. It's like winning the lottery and blowing it all. Hey, I'll talk to you soon, people. Don't forget, i got a webinar coming up this Thursday evening. You can sign up for it live at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Chat at newfocus is hosting, and I'm going to join then. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, much, much more. 800-516-1220. We want to wait about a day to get on air. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Network. The views and opinions expressed. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.